بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه أما بعد نستمر أيها الأخوة وننتظر ونقرأ قراءة في كتاب الملخص الفقهي نعم The chapter we began was ماذا؟ نواقض الوضوء نواقض الوضوء The nullifiers of الوضوء We mentioned we began يعني discussing those well-known نواقض البول والغائط يعني urine and defecation and so on and يعني we also discussed يعني the the affair of المني المذي وكذلك الودي نعم so is there anyone who can briefly summarize يعني the meanings of those three those last three terms that we mentioned Money, Madi, and Wadi. Naam. Just reassure me, Ibn Ikhwada, you're still with me. Money, Naam. Is a thick white fluid for men. Naam. So, many in English. Naam. It is a sperm, Naam. Naam. It's thick and white. For the men. Naam, for the man and for the woman? Thin and yellow. Thin and yellow. Naam. What are some of the ahkam? The rajah is it's tahir. It's tahir, naam. Naam, it's... For the man, again. For the man, naam. What does it necessitate? Ghusl. Ghusl, naam. It necessitates ghusl, naam. Tayyib. Iwa. Madhi. Pre-seminal. It's the pre-seminal fluid. The pre-seminal fluid. Naam. Naam. What does that necessitate? Or what's its description, Yani? It's white, but leans towards yellow. Leans towards yellow. Naam. Leans towards yellow. Naam. And it is lesage. Like sticky fluid. Naam. Naam. And what does it necessitate? But when does it come about? When does it come up? With shahwa, with desire, and so on, a person, yani, he, yani, thinks about, yani, relations and so on. Naam. What's the hukum of it? Necessitates wudu. Necessitates wudu. Naam. Taib. And then. Alwadi. Alwadi. Naam. And what is that? Naam. Due to cold weather and so on. Ewa. And what's his description? Abdiyad, naam. It is, it is, it is, yani, it is what? Yani, thick. Naam. Eva. What's the hukum of it? The hukum al-bawl. Hukum al-bawl. It is just like year-round. Just like year-round. And so, yani, it is obligatory to wash, yani, the private part. And then to, yani, make wudu if the time of salah has come upon an individual and he has to make wudu. Naam. نستمر ونسمع وكذا ينقض الوضوء خروج دم الاستحاضة وهو دم فساد لا دم حيض يخرج من المرأة لحديث فاطمة بنت أبي حبيش أنها كانت تستحاض فقال لها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم توضعي وصلي فإنما هو دم عرق رواه أبو داود 
والدار قطني وقال إسناده كلهم ثقات It nullifies ablution according to the hadith reported by Fatima bint Abi Huwaysh mentioning that she was afflicted with istihada and when she asked the Prophet وسلم, about his ruling he replied to her perform ablution and then you can offer prayer for it is due only to a vein. This hadith was related by Abu Dawood and Adda Rukhutni who said that all the transmitters of that hadith were trustworthy. No. What is istihada? No, in the translation there was no mention of istihada. Uh, no translation of that term. Istihada, what is istihada? No? Did they translate it there? In the footnote? No. Vaginal bleeding other than menstruation. No. It, yani it, is that, it is the term that is used for yani that um, uh, continuous bleeding by the woman. Yani from the woman, continuous bleeding, or that inconsistent bleeding, yani that takes place uh, for the woman. Naam. And wudam fasad. Did you translate that? I don't think I heard that in translation. Wudam fasad. No. Dam fasad. Yani it is, yani impure, yani blood. La dam hayd. Did they say that as well? They didn't say that, right? It is not the the dam of hayd. And it's other than that menstrual blood. It is other than the menstrual blood. Naam. And then the Sheikh mentioned the hadith of Fatima um, that she used to يعني, have the continuous bleeding. He commanded her to, to make the wudu and then to pray. And then he mentioned يعني, that, that, blood, that bleeding comes from a vein. Naam. And then the Sheikh mentioned يعني, where the hadith is recorded. Naam. As for the rulings, the other rulings that take place, or that come about uh, when discussing this topic, the top, topic of, of, of menstruation and so on, then that is going to follow. It's going to follow in the, in, in, in the upcoming chapters. And so yeah, the, the, the various rulings that are connected to menstruation and so on, postnatal bleeding and so on, all of that, بإذن الله تعالى, will follow. وكذا ينقض الوضوء قروج الريح بدلالة الأحاديث الصحيحة وبالإجماع قال صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يقبل الله صلاة أحدكم إذا أحدث حتى يتوضأ وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم لمن يشك هل خرج منه ريح أو لا لا ينصرف حتى يسمع صوتا أو يجد ريحا Likewise, breaking wind nullifies ablution according to the Sahih hadith narrated in this regard, as well as the juristic consensus. For example, the Prophet said, Allah will not accept the prayer of any one of you if he passes your right stool or breaks wind until he performs ablution. Also, he said regarding one's uncertainty whether one had broken wind or not. One should not leave prayer to re-perform pollution unless one hears sound of breaking wind or smells something. So we're still discussing خارج من سبيلين We're still discussing uh, those nullifiers uh, which are connected to that which exits from the two passages from the front passage and from the, from the rear passage. Now, 
And so after taking the affair of al-ghaid uh, and bowl, uh, urine defecation and so on, and likewise uh, the dam al-istihada, because the dam al-istihada, as we said, as, as we heard, is other than the blood of menstruation. The, men, the blood of menstruation, menstruation necessitates ghusl. Here we're talking about nawaqid al-wudu. So, yani, um, the woman who goes through that uh, yani, continuous bleeding, then for her, that bleeding, that blood necessitates wudu. And she has, yani, uh, she's in that, uh, from those uh, who yani, uh, are commanded to uh, make the wudu the time of the salah. She cleans that area and then she makes the wudu uh, and performs the salah even if the blood continues to come uh, during the salah. Uh, like the one who is afflicted with salasul bowl hmm, from the males, the one who is afflicted with yani, uh, a continuous urine that may exit. There are those who yani, are afflicted with that urine that continues to exit uh, from the front passage. Um, so this individual, this individual here, yeah, and he's excused from having to make the wudu every single time that, that urine exits. Rather, what is upon him, similar to the woman who goes to the istihada, that she, that afwan he, or even she, who, go, who suffers from the salasul bowl, from that continuous urine that comes out, that upon this individual is that he makes the wudu, makes the wudu before the salah, when intending to perform the salah, makes the wudu, and then yani he continues praying even if urine exits during him, yani during his salah, during his salah. Now, um, but as for yani, um, the uh, the matter which the Sheikh mentions here, and that which we just heard, uh, is a new matter, and that is the affair of arrih. Yani passing wind, passing wind. And so now we come to another nullifier, that which comes out from the rear passage, yani, uh, the affair of passing wind. Now, and this is, as the Sheikh mentioned, due to a hadith, a sahiha, uh, authentic narrations, and that narration which we heard previously in the chapter of wiping over the socks, wherein yani, it, was, it was mentioned that the Prophet commanded them not to remove the socks, except from Janaba. And then he mentioned, um, that yani, they are to be wiped over in the case of ghaid, the person yani, he yani, uh, releases himself, defecates and from bowl, from urinating, and yani, um, riyah, riyah, yani, when a person passes wind, when a person passes wind. Now, and so there are uh, clear narrations that show to us that passing wind likewise is a nullifier from the, uh, from the uh, yeah, nullifiers of al-wudu and then the sheikh he mentioned likewise the ijma' upon that consensus complete consensus from the Muslims uh, from the Muslim scholars that uh, passing wind breaks the wudu and then he mentioned the, the hadith the statement of the messenger of Allah sallam, which we've heard before likewise لا يقبل الله صلاة أحدكم إذا أحدف حتى that Allah does not accept the salat of any one of you, if he breaks wudu and loses his, uh, his, his, his wudu, up until he makes the wudu again. Now, 
And he said, likewise, concerning the one who doubts or is in doubt concerning his, his wudu and his tahara, uh, يعني, shall, shall, shall he go and يعني, uh, perform the wudu again um, or not? He said, لا ينصرف حتى يسمع صوتا أو يجد, أو يجد uh, That he should not uh, leave the, the salah uh, and go to perform wudu again up until he hears a sound or he smells, yeah, or he finds a smell. Now, um, and so here this, this يعني, raises uh, يعني, uh, the question, يعني, what if a person he يعني, passes wind, but he doesn't يعني, hear a sound, nor does he find a smell. يعني, what does he do? Meaning, is it a condition? Is it a condition that you hear you hear something, or yeah, and you, you, you find a smell? Hmm? Only in the times of uncertainty you go to them. If you know, then you know. So what you're saying is that it's, it's not a condition. Not, no. Yeah. Or is it yeah, a condition that you have to find both of them? You have to find yeah, and hear the sound and likewise find the smell. Naam, yani one or the other. Yani it doesn't mean necessarily that you have to find both of them. It's possible that a person yani only finds one of them. Only finds one of them. Yani. Um, but in the case of him not finding any of them, if he knows, so how would you know? But is that the only way you would know? Meaning, could you feel something? Meaning, you could feel something, but not actually hear it, and not smell it. <coughs> no, I mean, it's possible that a person yeah, has wiswas, has doubts, and yeah, he's not sure. And so here, yes, a person, yeah, and he goes to these clear signs, yeah, and he didn't hear anything, he didn't, he didn't smell anything. Yani, that would be a sign in, in that situation. But it's possible, it is possible that a person yani, feels something, he felt something clear, felt something, but he didn't hear anything. Like, yani, like they say, a silent one. The silent one. <laughs> it was a silent one. Uh, yani, and yani, didn't uh, hear anything. Maybe yani, got away, didn't yani, um, uh, cause yani, too much. Or yani, didn't come, up, come with, with any kind of smell or anything like that. Uh, yeah, and, um, but he knows, but he knows that he, 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 he passed some wind. So in this situation, yeah, he, he's, he, he, he knows and he's certain from himself that something passed. But yeah, and if he's doubtful, if he's doubtful, yeah, and maybe he felt a little movement, but not sure if something yeah, and exited, then here the origin is, and if he didn't hear anything, didn't yeah, and smell anything, didn't feel anything, then the origin is that he doesn't pay attention to that. And yani, uh, he doesn't uh, pay attention to those whispers. Well, there, are those, there are those who are afflicted by whispers. Hmm? Any kind of movement, yani, did I break my wudu, did I not? Yani, and and yani, afflicted by this. Um, and yani, uh, that is a musibah, that is a, no doubt a trial from Allah. Um, and so the origin, as we're going to see, uh, as the Sheikh will mention towards the end of this chapter, uh, that we also take from this uh, uh, great principle in the Sharia, and that is that certainty is not removed with doubt.
certainty is not removed without and we will discuss that bit in the in some detail uh, towards the end of the chapter now هل ينقض الوضوء أو لا ينقضه على قولين والراجح أنه لا ينقض الوضوء لكن لو توضأ عنه خروجا من الخلاف لكان أحسن As for what comes out of one's body other than urine, stool and the aforesaid secretions such as blood, vomit, nosebleed and the like scholars disagree whether such, such things nullify, nullify evolution or not Yet the preponderant opinion is that it does not nullify evolution. However, if one re-performs evolution in this case to avoid such a juristic disagreement, it will be better. No. Uh, going back to the previous point about wind. What if wind, as we know usually, wind passes from the, from the rear, from the rear passage? What if wind passes from the front passage? And this usually happens, and it's the case more with the women. With the women. That wind can pass from the front passage. Hmm? Rare that it happens with the man. Rare, but it can happen as Sheikh Ibn Al-Tamin he mentions. It can happen. But what about yani, this instance here? What's the ruling here? Does that nullify the wudu? So this is a discussion that takes place with Ahl al-Alm. Khilaf is qawwi. Strong difference of opinion there. Imam al-Sheikh he mentions that yani, um, it is better, it is better, and it is ahwat, more cautious that uh, yani, the one who suffers, as we mentioned, yani, usually the case, more the, is, is, uh, yani, happens and takes place more with the women, that yani, uh, she makes the wudu. She makes the wudu, and that is better, and that is more cautious now. Uh, as for uh, yani, that which the Sheikh mentioned, uh, other than that which exits the body, from the two passages and other than the two passages kadam, such as blood and blood other than that that exits the body other than uh, the two passages walqay which is vomit uh how do you translate that nosebleed and so on now nosebleed uh that is a difference of opinion there with regards to those matters um, do those affairs break the wudu or not? Uh, the Sheikh, he mentioned there are two positions. And the more stronger position is The stronger position is that they don't nullify. That they don't nullify. Opinion with many of Ahl al-Ilm, Sheikh Ibn Thameen, likewise, that يعني, those affairs don't break the wudu. So that blood that Yani exits from the body, whether that is the nose, whether that is a cut that a person has on uh, the per- a person's body, and that blood does not break the wudu, and likewise vomit, likewise vomiting doesn't break the wudu, and and and, and yani nose bleeds and so on. Now, um, however, <coughs> there is a hadith. Indeed, like, like the Sheikh he mentioned, there is a khilaf. And there are two positions. There is a hadith. Uh, in the Sunan of Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi and Nisa'i likewise, that the Prophet يعني, he vomited uh, that the Prophet he 
uh, he, he vomited on an occasion and so he, yani, uh, he uh, broke his fast and he made wudu he made wudu due to that however this hadith is a hadith many of Ahlul Ilm and the, uh, and the scholars of hadith many of them have declared weak as being weak narration which is weak but there are those who declare it to be authentic Sheikh Albani declared the hadith to be authentic however uh, yani, uh, the Sheikh um, yani, although he held it to be uh, authentic this particular hadith then yani, the affair of it being wajib though, yani, uh, that is something, something um, yani, uh, different yani, the Sheikh held it to be mustahab mustahab because Sheikh Tamin he mentioned Yani this, the wording of this hadith doesn't necessitate that yani you have to make wudu. If you go back to the wording, that the Prophet ﷺ, he vomited. فأفطر, and he, so he, yani he broke his fast. فتوضأ, and he performed the wudu. That doesn't necessitate wujub. It doesn't necessitate yani obligation that you have to. Uh, because uh, from the usul uh, of al-fiqh, from the principles of fiqh is that uh, mere action the Prophet did something doesn't necessitate that you have to do it he just mentioned that the Prophet did it yani it, is, it, is, it is not uh, like the case of a command but the Prophet said tawadda'u hmm? that if you were to vomit then perform the wudu that would be different that is a command and that would necessitate because the origin with the command is that it's obligatory. However, and even if we go with it being, being authentic, this hadith, then what we can take from that is the Prophet he performed the wudu, but that doesn't necessitate the wujub that, yani, it's, it, that it breaks the wudu and that you must make the wudu again. But rather, yani, uh, it could be something that the Prophet he, he, he liked to do yani, from, from, from cleanliness and so on. Yani that he, 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 he vomited and then he made the wudu from cleanliness and so on yani from being, something being recommended Naam. and so uh, yani that is uh, yani a, a very very brief uh, yani discussion or yani uh, is entering into that khilaf um, but again yani, um, um, as the sheikh he mentioned there is a difference of opinion there's no need for us to go deep into that uh, the stronger position with many of the present-day scholars is that uh, yani these affairs don't break the wudu now. And as the Sheikh mentioned about an individual, if he was to make the wudu in order to get out of that difference of opinion, then this would be better for him. And as we know, we have in the Sharia uh, that which encourages the Muslim to get out of that doubt that he may be in and, yani, to, and to, uh, yani, lean towards that which is safer in his religion. Mm, the Prophet said, Inna al halal bayin wa inna al haram bayin. Halal is clear, haram is clear. Bainahuma umur mushtabihat. Between them are affairs which are doubtful. La ya'alimuhun kathir min nas Many from the people are not aware of those affairs. Famani taqas shubahat. Whoever leaves off those doubtful matters, faqad istabra abidini wa arada. Then yani, he has protected his, his, his religion and protected his honor. Likewise, that may yaribuk li ma la yaribuk. 
Leave that which doubt you for that which is in doubt you. So if a person wants to yani, go towards the wudu and make the wudu in, in, in the likes of these cases, then yani, he can do that and he's acting upon those yani, ahadith. Now, however, if he was to look at the evidences and, and, and see that, you know what, yani, uh, it doesn't seem to be the case that it is wajib and that yani, these things nullify the wudu, and if he was to yani, act upon that, then he has evidences there and he has scholars who have come with that ruling and he's, uh, he's allowed to act upon that. Now, الثاني من النواقض زوال العقل أو تغطيته وزوال العقل يكون بالجنون ونحوه وتغطيته تكون بالنوم أو الإغماء ونحوهما فمن زال عقله أو غطي بنوم ونحوه انتقض وضوءه لأن ذلك مظنة خروج الحدث وهو لا يحس به إلا يسير النوم فإنه لا ينقض الوضوء أن الصحابة رضي الله عنهم كانوا ينتظرون الصلاة في مسجد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حتى يصيبهم النعاس ويصلون ولا يتوضعون دل على أن النوم اليسير من القاعد لا ينقض الوضوء وإنما ينقض النوم المستغرق من غير القاعد المتمكن من نفسه جمعا بين الأدلة Number two, among the things nullifying ablution is mental unconsciousness, either due to insanity or due to sleeping, fainting and the like. Thus, the ablution of one in such a state is deemed null, as there is suspicion in this case that something has come out of one's body, such as a drop of urine, wind or the like, while one is unaware. Still, dozing is regarded as an exceptional case, i.e. it does not nullify ablution, as the Prophet's companions, radiallahu anhum, used to doze while waiting for, for the prayer at the mosque. In a word, only deep sleeping causes nullification of ablution according to the ample legal proofs. Now, and so uh, here, the Shaykh, he mentions now, Nawaqid. From the Nawaqid also is Zawal al-Aql wa taqtiyatuhum. Yani when the uh, intellect yani is yani removed or leaves an individual or it is, it is covered, yani, um, and that is the Sheikh. The example he gives is through al-junoon. Anyway, a person yani, has has lost his his intellect, become crazy, and so on, or um, by way of sleep, by way of sleep, al-igma, yani, he becomes unconscious, and so on. Wanahuhima and other or, or that which is similar to them, such as as even a sukr, yani, um, uh, when a person is intoxicated. Likewise, when a person is intoxicated, yani, he, he comes under the same. Uh, يعني, ruling and that is because his aql is not present and so as the sheikh he mentions here uh, that dhalik is madhinna madhinna khuruj al-hadath madhinna يعني, he is susceptible susceptible and liable susceptible to breaking that wudu when he's lost his intellect when he's drunk and so on that it's possible that he يعني, um, uh, has broken his wudu without him realizing uh, and so, uh, Sheikh Ibn Uthameen, rahimahullah, he mentions um, يعني, um, the khilaf of the ulama here with regards to whether uh, sleep itself, a norm, whether sleep itself is a naqid of al wudu, whether the action of sleep itself is something which breaks the wudu, or whether it is not the sleep itself, but it is because sleep, يعني, is madhinna, madhinna to al-hadath. That, يعني, it is, 
يعني that which includes a person being susceptible to breaking the wudu not that the sleep itself breaks the wudu but the fact that during that sleep it's possible that he breaks the wudu because it's possible at the same time that he doesn't break his wudu when he's sleeping it's possible that a person doesn't break his wudu it's possible that he doesn't pass wind and so on in his sleep hmm? uh, and so strictly speaking يعني, uh, he hasn't broken his wudu so this is a discussion that takes place between the scholars is it sleep itself the action of sleeping or is it the fact that sleep makes a person liable in that state it makes him liable يعني, to break in his wudu and so Shaykh Tamil he mentions يعني, there are aqwal in this uh, uh, positions uh, from the scholars Al-Qawl the first position is that noam is a naqid sleep breaks the wudu mutlaqan يعني, whatever type of sleep it is whether that is yasir or kathir deep sleep, light sleep uh, dozing off, whatever يعني, all of it, all types of sleep breaks the wudu uh, whatever, in whatever description uh, that may be due to the generality of the hadith of Safwan that hadith which is preceded يعني, that hadith wherein uh, the Prophet uh, mentioned that um, they should wipe over their socks um, يعني, not to take off their socks uh, and they should wipe over them when they يعني, uh, have relieve themselves from muqa'id from defecating from uh, urinating and likewise from num likewise from num from sleep um, so that is the hadith of Safwan um, and so they say that the hadith uh, and that uh, the breaking of the, of the wudu um, يعني, there, there is no differentiating whether it is uh, يعني, deep sleep or light sleep just like al-bawl just like urinating, whether it's a lot of urine or little urine, يعني, it's all urine and يعني, it breaks the wudu. That's, that's, that's the position of Al-Hasan al-Basri, Ibn al-Munzir, uh, Isaac ibn al-Rahway, and likewise Al-Muzni, Imam Al-Muzni. Um, so this is the first position, that's sleep, whatever type of sleep it is, deep sleep, light sleep, whatever, all of it breaks the wudu, and that is the position of Al-Hasan al-Basri. Ibn al-Mundir, uh, Isaac ibn Rahway, and uh, Imam al-Muzni. The second position is that uh, sleep doesn't break the wudu at all. Sleep does not break the wudu at all due to the hadith of Anas radiallahu anhu, that the Sahaba, that hadith that the Shaykh mentioned, that the Sahaba, that they would wait for the salah, and يعني, they would be in a state of drowsiness, they would doze, and in one word in the hadith, that they would lie on their sides. That they would lie on their sides. Um, and that yani, their, their heads would fall due to that sleep. Mm, their head would, yani, they would, they would um, uh, fall asleep. Uh, um, then they would get up and pray when the Messenger of would come. They would get up and pray without having made wudu. Now, so this is the second. Uh, position and this is the position of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari uh, and likewise Sa'id ibn Musayyib now Al-Qawl al-Thalith, the third uh, position is um, that no is not, sleep is not يعني uh, um, uh, a nullifier itself, sleep itself is not a nullifier but uh, it is madhinna madhinna it is madhinnatul hadith. It is, يعني, it makes a person liable and susceptible to uh, breaking his wudu. Um, 
and يعني, a person is not excused from that sleep except that sleep that is yaseer that sleep that is a light form of sleep um, يعني, uh, which is يعني, the position of all of the madhahib from the four madhahib that we, we, we are well acquainted with Hanabila the Malikiyah, the Shafi'iyah, and, and, and the um, uh, Hanafiyah. Naam. But however they differentiate um, from the Hanabila, those who say, um, yani, uh, the one who, yani, that sleep that is yaseer is the one who, yani, is his yani, qa'id or qa'im. The one who stood but falls asleep, that's considered, that's the light form of sleep. Or he sat, sat on a chair, Yani, he falls asleep, that's the light form of sleep. Uh, the Shafi'iyya, um, yani, uh, they said the one who yani, is yani, uh, he's able, similar to the Hanabila, yani, the one who is sat and able to control himself, he sat up and he, 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 asleep. he, he falls asleep. The Ahnaf, the Hanafiyya, uh, yani, they said, um, yani, um, similar to the Hanabila, Yani the one who is sat, the one who is yani in ruku, one who is in sujood and so on. Yani um, that is that sleep that is yaseer, that light sleep. Um, yani some um, slight yani differences there, but however it's all it's all yani same. It's all the same. Yani that norm that is yaseer. The fourth position, the fourth position, is the position of Sheikh Rasulullah Ibn Taymiyyah, um, and that is that. Al-Nawm is madhinnatul hadath. Sleep is, يعني, is not the nullify itself, but يعني, it makes a person liable, susceptible to um, يعني, losing his wudu. So, that being the case, whether that sleep, there's no differentiating, whether that sleep is يعني, uh, deep sleep or whether it is light sleep, Hmm. So long as the person يعني, um, يعني, um, uh, has a sense, still, still has somewhat of يعني, a sense of what's taking place يعني, يعني with his body, then يعني, if he feels, if يعني, he feels that his wudu remains, so even if he's يعني, sat down and he falls asleep, whether he's on laid down, whether even he's even laid down. But he still has some kind of control of himself, and he, his senses are still somewhat present. Like some of you may have may have been through when, when you sat and you slouched on the on the sofa, or even if you laid down, you laid down. Yeah, and it is not that sleep where you've gone into that, yeah, and cloud nine, yeah, and yeah, and you buzzing away, snoring, and all of that. You haven't you're gone into that, you're, you're like, it's still somewhat deep, deeper than the one who's dozing off like this. You're on your side, you're entering into that, just getting into that deep sleep, but you still have some kind of control and some sense of yourself, and you know whether you brought your wudu or not. And here, um, uh, Sheikh Salam Ibn Taymiyyah, uh, they mentioned that this is what the correct position, position is, that so long as a person, yeah, and he is able to, uh, to, 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 to sense whether he's broke his wudu or not. That is the guiding factor. That is the guiding factor. If you completely lose your senses, hmm, then 
That, that breaks the wudu. That sleep breaks the wudu. However, يعني, comparing it to the previous position, يعني, um, the, the, the main thing that sticks out with regards to that third position is that a person must be stood, sat, and so on. But as for يعني, if a person lays down and so on, then he breaks his wudu. But that is included in that fourth position, that, even that is included. يعني, even if you lay down on your side, even if you lay down on your side, doesn't matter what position you're in. But so long as you have some kind of sense. That is the, the, the guiding factor. That is the position of Sheikh Zamin Taymiyyah, the position of many of the present day scholars, Sheikh Ibn Baz, Sheikh Damin, Sheikh Ozan, many of the scholars. Naam, of the present times. Naam. Um, so that is, yani, in brief, the uh, matter of a gnome. Um, Naam, we'll take this last uh, point here from the Sheikh, and that is Akhlul Lahm al Ibal. The uh, meat of, or eating the meat of the camel. الثالث من نواقض الوضوء أكل لحم الإبل سواء كان قليلا أو كثيرا لصحة الحديث فيه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وصراحته قال الإمام أحمد رحمه الله فيه حديثان صحيحان عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وأما أكل اللحم من غير الإبل فلا يرفض الوضوء According to the explicit Sahih Hadith of Allah's Messenger والسلام, in this regard, Imam, Imam Ahmed said that there are two Sahih Hadiths ascribed to Allah's Messenger in this connection. Eating any lawful meat other than that of camels does not cause ablution to be known. Uh, difference of opinion uh, still in this masala, uh, in this matter whether the, um, the eating of the meat of the camel breaks the wudu. But even before that, uh, the affair of other parts of the camel, uh, whether يعني, um, that breaks the wudu or not, such as يعني, the fat, the fat of the, the, the camel, likewise يعني, the other parts of the body, يعني, the stomach and so on, the livers and so on, whether that breaks the wudu or not. There's also a difference of opinion there. Uh, Sheikh Ibn Baz, he mentions that يعني, it is only the lamb, only the meat, only the meat that يعني, uh, breaks the, the wudu. As for the eating of the rest of the, the, the parts of the camel, then that does not break the wudu because the hadith mentions and the evidence is mentioned, the lamb, the, the meat. As for Sheikh Ibn Thamir, he mentions that uh, it, it breaks the wudu. That it breaks the wudu, yani the, the rest of the parts break the wudu. And the Shaykh he mentioned that Allaham in the Lughat al Shara, that the term Laham, meat, in the language of the Sharia, it includes all of the parts of the, of the animal. That it includes the rest of the parts. Um, and he uses as a proof. The saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ الْمَيْتَةُ وَالْدَّمُ وَلَحْمُ الْخِنْزِيرِ That forbidden upon you is the uh, dead animal, the dead animal, blood, and likewise the meat of the pig. And so the shaykh, he mentions that the lahm of the khanzir, the meat of the pig, it includes 
يعني that which includes all of the parts of the pig even though lahm al-khanzir is only mentioned here the meat of the pig but it includes يعني, everything to do with the pig uh, and so this is the Shaykh he mentioned he uses this as a proof and likewise يعني, um, he also mentioned um, a hadith um, going back to the messenger of Allah make wudu from يعني, or after uh, drinking the milk the milk of the camel uh, yeah, that's a hadith recorded by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad. Uh, and the Shaykh he uses that as his proof as for the hukm of that hadith, Wallahu ta'ala alam. Um, but yeah, these are some of the uh, arguments put forward by Shaykh Ibn Thameen. But going back to the affair of the meat itself, then yeah, as we mentioned, a difference of opinion here. Um, two positions, Al Qawl al Awwal, the first position is the position uh, uh, which is uh, held by the Hanabila. Uh, likewise, uh, uh, position held by many of the muhaddithin, Isaq ibn Rahwaya, uh, ibn Mundhir, uh, ibn Habban al-Bayhaqi, Imam Nawi and Imam al-Shawkani, and likewise, Sheikh al-Albani, rahimahullah. And uh, يعني, as we mentioned, uh, Sheikh ibn Baz and others, um, يعني, that the meat of the camel uh, يعني, breaks the wudu. It obligates making wudu. Um, and the second position is that it is mustahab, not obligatory. It doesn't nullify the, the wudu, but it, it is يعني, mustahab. It is recommended. Recommended that a person and makes wudu after eating the meat of, of the camel. And that is يعني, uh, the uh, position of the majority of the scholars um, يعني, um, from the madhahib, from the Hanafi and the Maliki and the Shafi'iyya. Now, as for the evidences used, um, those who say that it nullifies the wudu, they use as proof the hadith from Jabir ibn Sumra, uh, uh, that hadith نعم, that is in Sahih Muslim, that a man he asked the Messenger of Allah shall I make the wudu, shall I perform the wudu after eating the, the meat of al-ghanam, of sheep and so on قال, in he said if you want if you want then make wudu which يعني, shows us that it is not wajib not wajib after eating يعني, the meat of sheep and so on um, that you don't have to make the wudu but rather he said in shit if, 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 you, if you wish and if you want then you don't have to قال, he said, Shall, uh, but what about يعني, uh, the meat of the camel? Do I perform the wudu after eating them? قال, he said, yes. He said, yes, make the wudu from uh, the meat of the camel, يعني, after eating the meat of the camel. Likewise, the hadith of Al-Bara'a ibn Azib, عنه, that, he said, that, that, that he said, the messenger of Allah was asked concerning making wudu after eating the meat of the camel. Uh, and so he said, uh, minha. He said, make the wudu, yani command form, make the wudu from it, yani after eating it. Naam. And so yani, th- these are the proofs, some of the proofs that are used. Um, a clear yani, command that a person, he, uh, he makes wudu after eating the meat of the camel. As for those who say, no, it is not obligatory and it is not nullifier, but only 
recommended that a person makes wudu, they use as proof the hadith of Jabir bin Abdullah, wherein he mentioned Akhir al-Amrain, that the last of the two affairs, uh, uh, from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Rasulullah Tarkul wudu mimma masatinnar, mimma masatinnar, is to leave off wudu, the last of the two, meaning the, the later, the later of the uh, two affairs, whether يعني, it is, uh, يعني, um, whether it nullifies the wudu, or that it doesn't nullify the wudu, the last of them uh, is that the messenger of Rasulullah used to leave making off, used to leave off making wudu from that which يعني, uh, was touched by the fire. Now, um, and the obviously the 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 the, the, the point of uh, evidence here is that uh, that's a general statement, masatinnar, that which the fire touches, and that this is general. This is general, and it includes uh, all types of meat and the meat of the camel, likewise. Now, so this is the proof that is used, and likewise, uh, hadith. Uh, going back to Ibn Abbas, wherein he mentioned that the Messenger of Allah he ate meat, The Prophet he ate meat, uh, and then he did not make the wudu after it. Didn't touch water. Didn't make wudu, which agrees with the Hadith of Anas. That the Prophet and after saying, make wudu from that which touches the fire, that here we find that يعني, the Prophet did not do so. Uh, and so, um, يعني, this group of scholars they say that the, that the making of wudu after eating uh, the meat of camel is what? Mansukh. Mansukh, that it is يعني, abrogated. And the last of the two affairs. The last matter which يعني, uh, we found the Prophet uh, upon is not making wudu from يعني, um, that which um, uh, had touched the fire, and that which was cooked by, by way of the fire. Um, and we find here a general statement: "Akala uh, lahman." He ate meat, and that includes that includes يعني, uh, all types of meat. يعني, that, that is halal. Now, and so this is the, the, the angle that they come from. However, the scholars of the first position, they come back at that and they say that, that يعني, the, 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 the matter of um, um, abrogation is something which يعني, is, is, is something that يعني, is, is a difficult uh, يعني, matter to come to. Um, and that in reality, there is, no, there is no contradiction here. Because the hadith of Afun Jabir, Hadith of Jabir, not Anas. Hadith of Jabir is Akhra Amrain bin Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that is not specific about. Yani, that is not specifically. There's no specific mention of the meat of the camel. And likewise, the Hadith of Ibn Abbas that the Prophet Sallallahu ate meat, ate meat, and then did not perform the wudu. That yes, the the, the 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 wording here, meat is general. Yes, it could include the meat of the camel. However, it's the issue of am wa khas, am and khas. And this is the general. This is the general evidence, but the ahadith that mentioned the camel is specific. 
which shows that, this, that the, 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 the camel, the meat of the camel, has a specific ruling naam. No, no, exactly, exactly, no. That in reality, yeah, any, um, uh, for a person to say that he doesn't uh, have to make wudu after eating the meat of the camel, then yeah, it would require uh, an evidence that specifically mentions that the Prophet ate camel's meat and then didn't perform the wudu. No. Uh, and so, khilaf, but as we mentioned, yeah, those are the, uh, the positions and some of the scholars who hold uh, those uh, two different positions. Um, but that which yani, many of the scholars they mention, uh, as you mentioned, the, the present day scholar, Sheikh Al Albani, Rahimullah, Sheikh Ibn Baz, uh, like what Sheikh they mean, yeah, that yani, it, it, it breaks the wudu. Um, um, the discussion prior to this point was the affair of the rest of the parts of the, of the, of, of the, of the camel. Um, but again, as our Sheikh mentioned, Sheikh Salah Fawzan, the person, if he was to make the wudu, make the wudu, khuruj min al khilaf, in order to get out of that difference of opinion and to avoid yani, falling into possibly praying without having wudu. If a person wants to make wudu um, yani, uh, out of caution, then that is something which he's allowed to do. And we're going to see, but in the next week, we'll make mention of yani, that itself being from the sunnah. Khuruj min al khilaf, in order to get out of the khilaf. Even the Prophet did this himself. In order to get out that difference of opinion, he chose the most cautious. We're going to see an example of it in next week. Wafaqallahu jameel, ma yuhibu yardha wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, nabi Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.